Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Tim Ford. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Checkered flag in the air, and Eric Jones wins the Bojangles Southern 500 in Darlington. <laughs> All this pressure, and you did it, man. You should be proud of yourself right now. NASCAR Live is presented by Procore Construction Management Software. Reduce rework and finish jobs faster with Procore. And brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you with another jam-packed show for you to enjoy. We're going to be chatting with Bojangles Southern 500 race winner Eric Jones. What a weekend. Over the weekend in Darlington, throwback weekend, and a race that didn't end until 1.52 a.m. Eastern Monday morning. We'll get Eric's thoughts about the big win, a little preview of Indianapolis, and the status of 2020. We'll also hear more from Woody Kane's conversation with Kyle Larson from over the weekend in Darlington. We're also going to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Brickyard 400. Defending Xfinity Series champion Tyler Reddick is going to join us. And we'll tell you about a new podcast series coming to MRN.com that you won't want to miss. But first, Kim Kuhn is here with what's trending in NASCAR Nation. Kim, what do you have for us? It was a great weekend in Darlington, seeing the throwback paint schemes and everyone dressing up in throwback gear. The Motor Racing Network broadcast team participated in the annual Darlington Southern 500 parade, and it was awesome seeing all the fans that came out for it. Dale Earnhardt Jr. returned to the wheel of a NASCAR Xfinity Series car on Saturday afternoon, where he finished fifth. This was Junior's first time facing the media and going out in public since his plane crash near Bristol two weeks ago. You know, it, it was a very scary experience, and um, you know, we're just we're just happy to be healthy and and to have our you know have have a weekend like this to look forward to, and um, you know, just try to get back to doing my job as a broadcaster and working with NBC and all the things that you know, we're excited about and happy about in our lives, uh, ready to focus on all those things. Junior went on to say he likes racing one race a year and even hinted at potentially wanting to race Homestead next season. Saturday's Xfinity Series race ended with Denny Hamlin taking the checkered flag, but in post-race inspection, NASCAR Xfinity Series director Wayne Auten announced Hamlin's car was ruled illegal. And the 18 car was uh, found to be low uh, post-race. 
So uh, the double zero uh, automatically finished in second becomes the winner of the race. 18 cars DQ'd. Hamlin was stripped of the win and the points that came with it, and Cole Custer was deemed the winner of the race. Hamlin did have a funny tweet, though, following the race, saying, Hey, Cole, I have something that is yours, and I'll meet you back in Charlotte. And he included a little trophy emoji with that. So he had a good sense of humor about it, despite getting stripped of the win. On Sunday, Eric Jones won the Bojangles Southern 500, his second career NASCAR Cup Series victory, and his first at Darlington. The win comes as a relief for Jones, who has yet to announce his plans for 2020. Jones is now in the playoffs for the second straight year and will join Mike Bagley in the next segment to discuss those plans and the win. I'm Kim Kuhn. For more on what's trending in NASCAR, visit MRN.com. You can also follow us on social media at MRN Radio. Thank you, Kim. Coming up, I'll chat with Eric Jones and later our face-to-face interview with Kyle Larson. He's our AutoZone Driver of the Week. Presented by AutoZone. When your check engine light comes on, your day can get a little complicated. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you get some answers and get you back on the road. Get in the zone. AutoZone. School's back in session, and at AutoZone, we've got the free services you need to get your ride ready. Like our AutoZone Rewards Program. Members get a $20 reward every time they spend $20 or more five times. If you're looking to reward your ride, get a 50-pack of Pro Elite Grab-and-Clean Microfiber Towels for only $19.99. They help you clean and protect your vehicle to give it a shiny finish. Visit us at AutoZone.com to start the job fast. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bojangles Southern 500 winner Eric Jones is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Since 1942, Freightliner has been an industry innovator, developing trucks renowned for their dependability and efficiency. Whether your job requires a dump truck, a concrete mixer, or a delivery truck, you can count on Freightliner to maximize your productivity. With a wide range of horsepower and torque rating that meet even the most demanding job conditions. Freightliner trucks are built to build your business. Learn more at Freightliner.com. Freightliner. Work smart. Whelan would like to congratulate Eric Jones and his number 20 Joe Gibbs Racing Pit Crew for the win at Darlington Raceway Sunday in the Southern 500. They are the Whelan trusted to perform Pit Crew of the Week. While running second behind teammate Kyle Busch late in the going at Darlington, Eric Jones came to Pit Road following a late caution. Kyle Busch has already completed his service, but his teammate Eric Jones is going to pull out in front of him. The pit stop gave Jones track position, allowing the young driver to outduel Kyle Larson. 
and claim his second career Cup Series victory and first at the track too tough to tame. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. So glad you've joined us on our weekly get-together, and we are joined by the winner of the 70th Bojangles Southern 500, Eric Jones took the checkered flag in the wee hours of Monday morning as the champion of this year's event, and he joins us right now on the hotline. Eric, congratulations on winning the Bojangles Southern 500, my friend. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. It's a fun race. It's a long race and a demanding race. Walk us through your 500 miles there in South Carolina Sunday night, Monday morning. Well, it was, uh, you know, a tough race. I mean, 500 miles is, is uh, no easy feat, especially at Darlington. It's a tough track. But, um, you know, I felt like we started the race off and we were pretty decent. We, we just had a lot of track position to make up. We started 15th and just kind of took us to the midway point of the race to get up there in contention. But, you know, I had some really good pit stops, made some really good adjustments coming through the field that I thought helped us uh, – uh, a lot once we got up towards the front and, and uh, you know, started to challenge for the lead and contend for the win. So, um, you know, it was uh, it was a good day for us. I mean, the sport coach camera was fast, but, uh, you know, it was nice to get up there at the end and be able to battle for it with uh, uh, Kyle Larson and uh, Kyle Busch and uh, get to, uh, you know, race for the win. So, uh, enjoyed myself a lot. Obviously, we had a great car, but, uh, you know, it just took a long time to get up there. As you're working your way through the field, how much patience do you have to exercise um, even though you have a fast car, you know you can get the job done, but how patient do you have to be just to make sure that you can accomplish all that? Well, you know, you, you have to be patient, but you got a lot of time. I mean, 367 laps around there. So I knew we had time on our side to make it up towards the front, and, and uh, you know, it was just really focused on trying to make my car better. I was trying to obviously stay out of trouble and, and not get any damage on the car and uh, keep everything clean until the end. But, uh, you know, it just took some time to get up there and, uh, and get in contention. But you do have to be very patient at Darlington. It's a uh, it's uh, it's kind of a rhythm track and a tough place and somewhere easy to get yourself in trouble. So you have to, uh, you know, be mindful of it the whole time. What was it like there at the end? You had Kyle breathing down your neck there at one point, and then of course he made contact with the wall, and it, uh, it things fell apart for him. But what was that pressure like, knowing that you had a a tough customer in Kyle there trying to chase you down, trying to pass you? Well, you know, you just know you you gotta you gotta be perfect. You know, you gotta hit your marks and do everything right. And I knew we had a fast enough car, but uh, you know, he was just as good there for a little while and. Knew we had to keep behind us. I, I knew if he got out in front of us, he would be, you know, really tough to get back. So, uh, just trying to hit everything perfect. You know, I was trying to really uh, save my stuff a little bit for the end, and and you know, not push too hard. So, it's a balance. But uh, you know, Kyle definitely put the pressure on, and uh, fortunately, we had a, a good car, and we were able to keep, uh, you know, keep on ahead of him. That's the amazing thing to hear your drivers talk about hitting your marks, and you know, not worry what, about what's going on behind you. I mean, you look up in the rearview mirror, and he's sitting right there. How does one go about hitting your marks and, and, and being so laser-focused on making sure that you hit the entry point and hit everything you need to do perfectly in that span of laps? Well, you just have to be on top of it. You know, you have to really focus forward, make sure you're looking out the windshield, not, not your rear view mirror, and, and kind of forget about those guys behind you and do what you can do. You know, you can only make the car go so fast, so you have to squeeze every ounce out of it, and it, it takes your full concentration. So, uh you try to push it out of your mind, you know, as much as you can that those guys behind you and, and putting the pressure on and just focus on what you got, what you need to do to go fast. Chatting with Eric Jones, winner of the Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. We got done at about 2 a.m. Monday morning, East Coast time. And then now we quickly turn our focus to racing at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway coming up Sunday in the Brickyard 400. 
What kind of challenges does uh, does the Indianapolis Motor Speedway throw a driver's way these days? Well, Indy is tough. You know, it's a, it's a new place and somewhere that, uh, especially with this new package, we don't necessarily know how it's uh, you know how it's going to go. We have to kind of go into the reef and, and figure out what we're going to need out of our race car to you know to be good, to be fast, and learn more about this place with this package. So. Uh, Indy is always a challenge. I mean, the corner is obviously a unique track and somewhere that we only, you know, go once a year. So you have to really work on it and work hard to figure out what you need uh, out of your race car to be fast there and, and make, uh, you know, every corner the best you can. Do you feel the sensation of the draft there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, with this package, you're going to feel it a lot more, too. I mean, you, you got the big blade on the back that's so punching a big hole in the air. And I think you're going to see a lot of people getting some big runs on the straightaways and making some big passes. So. It's going to be tough, you know, to defend that, especially on the restarts and everybody's bunched up and, and not uh, not trying to give up too much track position. I know that it looks like one big rectangle. Uh, obviously, you have, you know, turns one and two, three and four. You got long straightaways. Uh, with with that being said, is the track the same at every corner, or are there differences with ends of the racetrack or corners of the racetrack? Uh, they are they are a little bit different. You know, I'd say turns uh, one and turns three are pretty similar, but turns four and two are really different. You know, they're kind of unique their own way, and, and you have to really run a different line through each of them. So it's, it's something you focus on in practice and you try to, you know, keep in mind of, of what you need your race car to do to those corners. But uh, they do have some differences as similar as the track looks. Is, you know, from the outside, they, they the two corners do feel quite a bit different. What's the ideal feel that you're looking for there when in, in practice, when that car comes off the lift gate, you go out, how would you like that car to feel for you to run over 400 miles? Well, you really just need to focus on the exits, right? You know, the long straightaways, you don't have a lot of power anymore, so you have to have to really focus on keeping your momentum up through there and making sure that you're getting a good speed on those long straightaways. That's what I've always uh, tried to focus on for an Indianapolis is, is making sure my car was handling well in those two corners and you're making the most out of your time on the straightaway and, and getting the most speed out of the car that you can through there. You obviously did a lot of heavy lifting last weekend at Darlington. Your playoff, your, your playoff chances, you're locked in, you go to Indy, and then, of course, we're going to Las Vegas to kick off the playoffs. What's the mood and the tenor of the race team right now as you get set to run for a title? That's great. I mean, you know, we've had some good runs, and it's nice to finally cap it off with a win. You know, we've been getting close, and it has been in contention. There's a few different tracks, and we weren't able to quite close it out and, and, and get that win. So it feels good, I mean, to finally be able to get that out of the way and, and get some momentum on our side as well. You know, you, you want to carry that momentum into the playoffs. And um, I feel like that's definitely on our side now with that the, the win here uh, last weekend. Uh, getting to start the playoffs here after uh, Indianapolis is going to feel pretty good uh, with that win uh, carrying us in there. And your fans have been asking when they can expect to hear about 2020. Any idea of when the announcement may come and things get buttoned up and finalized for next racing season? Uh, pretty soon. You know, I think uh, I think we'll have something to say pretty soon. And uh, hopefully within the next week or two, I'd be able to, you know, announce something here for everybody. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate your time. Congratulations on winning the Bojangles Southern 500. All the best in Indy and running for a championship the following week that starts in Las Vegas. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. That's Eric Jones, busy man. Sunday night, Monday morning, winning one of the most legendary races that our sport has to offer, the Bojangles Southern 500 at Darlington. Coming up, Woody Kane will go face-to-face with Kyle Larson, and later we'll hear from Jimmy Johnson's crew chief, Cliff Daniels, about racing at the Brickyard.
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Woody Kane's face-to-face conversation with Kyle Larson is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. Hey guys, Corley Joy. Join me and my friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Ma on the Sunday Money Podcast. As we talk racing. What happened in California? Like, what is that, you know? Yeah, they all sat in a pit road waiting for one guy to be the sacrificial lamb, and none of, nobody wanted to do it. And just life. Did you fall in love on TV? No, definitely not. I could not. Plus, you never know who might stop by. Young Ryan Blaine is here with something in his hands. I brought you our script because you guys are like our show, so. It's Sunday Money on MRN.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. If you tuned into our coverage of the Bojangles Southern 500 over the weekend, you may have heard a conversation between our very own Woody Kane and Cup Series star Kyle Larson. If you didn't, you're in luck. Here's the full conversation between Woody and Kyle from this past weekend. Larson to the bottom. He's got the lead off the top of turn number two. Over the last month, you have scored more points than all but four drivers, and it wasn't so long before that that you were kind of down on yourself. You guys had had a technical issue, a crash in practice, a couple things. So what's changed? Racing a little smarter, and our, our cars are getting better, I think, too, which makes you know racing smarter, easier. See, I mean, had I not you know probably crashed at New Hampshire, you know, I, I'd, I'd have a lot more points, too. But, uh, yeah, it's just been a good little stretch that we're on. Hopefully we can you know, keep it going and continue to you know, make our cars better and better and, and hopefully get a win. You know, getting a win would be, would be really nice this time of year. Practically speaking, behind the wheel, what does racing smarter mean? Does it mean it doesn't mean driving defensively, does it? No, I mean just probably being a little more calculated, I guess, and and knowing you know risk versus reward. And so, I mean, I've cost myself a lot of points just from being overly aggressive. So, um, just just trying to pick and choose, you know, you know when to uh, to make you know risky moves. You've got a special event coming up. Speaking of the dirt, the Kyle Larson Showcase. Coming up next week, uh, September 2nd and 3rd at Cycle Land Speedway near Chico. Tell me about that deal. That sounds like fun. Yeah, we've done that, I don't know, about five years or so now. And Cycle Land's where you know, I grew up racing. It's just fun. You know, it's, it's a way for me to 
to give back to the outlaw cart scene and, and put up a good purse for the kids to race for. And um, I call them, you know, kids. You know, a lot of them are my age or older. You're still but, pretty uh, young yourself. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's just fun and, and, you know, the biggest race of the year out there for them. So it's cool to be able to promote that and, and like I said, bring bring money and, and you know, generate money for the track and the, the teams and things like that. I was looking back through your social media, and I saw you tweeted the other day, you finally binge-watched season one of Stranger Things? You're, you're like three years behind. So I know. who shamed you into doing it, and what would you think? People have been telling me to watch it, and, and I, I'll probably finish it this weekend, but uh, I've got four episodes left in season three, so that'll have me caught up. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's just not something that I'm typically into. Like, I, I, I hate sci-fis and yeah. stuff like that. But, yeah, I just realized that Netflix and stuff, like, even had TV series, you know, not long ago. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I like watching all the Narcos. I, I watched all of those. You know, we went to New Zealand in the off-season. You had a long flight, so I could watch a bunch of them. Uh, Ozarks. Stranger Things, though, is, it's cool. And, and the kids in it are, are hilarious, so I think that's why I really enjoy it. The other thing I saw was you posted a picture of your, you were joking, your first iRacing setup, and it's an old wooden chair in front of a computer. Is that accurate? Is that the chair oh, yeah. you, you learned all that in? Yeah, yep, same chair. That, Looks like you wrecked it a couple that, times. The chair, <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> surprisingly enough, that chair we had, I, I can't remember the picture if it had it in it, but we had like a nice cushion to sit on, and it was, <laughs> it was nice. But, uh, yeah, back when I had like a cheap steering wheel and all that, but, I mean, I had lots of hours sitting at that desk. Um, when I was homeschooled, you know, I'd, I'd get all my homework done in one day. Uh, for the couple weeks that I had to do it, and then I would just race online all day, every day. And that was the carrot to get your schoolwork done early, right? Yeah, as soon as you finish, yeah, you get sure. to do that. Yeah, yeah, so I've got lots of hours spent on online racing. The other thing that jumped out at me is seeing more and more pictures of, of Audrey Lane and Owen, of course, your kids. But now going through being a parent for the second time, what kinds of things did you learn the first time with Owen that are helping you now with Audrey Lane? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't overthink too much of anything with Owen and I feel like we don't do this don't do that either with, with Audrey so they're you know two totally different kids but at the same time they're both hyper and all that <laughs> so like we got the experience with that but uh, she's really sweet and uh, sassy though at the same time you know if she doesn't get her way she can be real mean so uh, <laughs> does that come from mom or dad oh I say it comes from mom for sure <laughs> I, I'm just laid back all the time and nothing nothing really bothers me and I don't get stressed out or, or worry too much what a run for Kyle Larson leader to the back straight away and pulls away by two car lengths over Martin Truix Jr. let's finish up with this we're headed toward playoff time so what lessons have you learned from this format over the last few years that can help you this time around because some guys approach it real cautiously other guys just say man go for it what do you think don't have bad luck. Uh, that's basically, you know, up until last year, I mean, that's how my, all my playoffs have been. And, um, you know, I've only ever made it through the first round once, and that was last year. So, I mean, if you can just avoid trouble, really, you know, don't don't get a DNF or anything like that. You can, you can usually get through that first round um, okay. Even the second round, I think, you know, you could, you, you honestly just don't need to run into any trouble ever, you know. Once you once you get a DNF, you I mean you instantly know that you have to go win. So You're the eight um, ball, yeah, yeah, so it just makes things difficult. But yeah, hopefully hopefully this year we can just avoid trouble and and getting wins would be great. You know to help to help move you to the next round. Back to what we said at the very beginning. Do you feel like your team is kind of peaking at the right time now, heading into playoff season? Yeah, I mean I I felt like you know in years past I feel like I feel like about this time of the year is when we kind of taper off and and kind of flatline. But uh, this year I feel like we just have gotten 
continue to get better each week, and and you know I feel like we're getting closer and closer to getting a win, you know every every week. So I'm I'm excited about that, and excited that the playoffs are only two weeks away, because uh, you know hopefully we can hopefully we can capitalize on the momentum. That was Woody Kane and Kyle Larson. Some great stuff right there. Coming up, we'll get an update on the Cup Series playoff seedings heading into the final regular season race at Indy. Plus, Jimmy Johnson's crew chief, Cliff Daniels, will stop by as well. Do you have a car, truck, boat, or other vehicle that's seen better days, but you're not sure what to do with it? Turn your clunker into a chunk of change in support of children's health care initiatives when you donate it to the NASCAR Foundation. It's simple and free. Call 844-NASCAR-9 to have your vehicle towed and auctioned off. You get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Put your vehicle to good use for the kids by donating it today. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. You'll hear from Jimmy Johnson's crew chief, Cliff Daniels, coming up, plus a playoff update with Kyle Rickey. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Wings Nation with Steve Post, Aaron Evernham, and Ashley Stremme. Your destination for all things winged sprint cars. Each Saturday at 8.30 and 11.30 a.m. on MAV-TV. Live at noon on WingsNation.com and Facebook Live. Join us for in-depth conversations with drivers and personalities that make up the greatest dirt racing on earth. The Winged Nation Preview Podcast each Thursday previews the upcoming weekend. Winged Nation, winged sprint car talk covering dirt tracks all across America. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The playoff race is tight in the Monster Energy Cup Series, which even features a tie for the final playoff spot heading into Indianapolis this weekend. NASCAR Today Middays' Kyle Rickey is here to break it all down for us. This Sunday's race at Indy marks the final race of the regular season, which means only 16 drivers will continue their championship hunt. Among those drivers will be already crowned regular season champion Kyle Busch, who has won the Brickyard 400 twice in his career. Well, he was rock solid all day long, and for the 52nd time in his career, Kyle Busch is going to victory lane as he picks up the win in the Ticket Guardian 500 at ISM Raceway. Kyle is among the winners this season who are already locked in, which also includes defending champion Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Martin Truix Jr., last year's Brickyard 400 winner Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, 
Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, and this past Sunday's winner at the Southern 500 in Darlington, Eric Jones. It's got to be probably the top win of my career. I mean, the first one's big. There's a lot of wins I've had in my career. I feel like we're really special, but this one is is got to be at least tied for number one for me. I mean, the Southern 500 is a race that um, is the top three in my list for sure. And, you know, to get a win here this early in my career, it, uh, it, it really means a lot to me. I'm not a hugely emotional guy, but it definitely does mean a lot to me. The 16th and final playoff spot is up for grabs among a handful of drivers. Currently, Ryan Newman is tied with Daniel Suarez for that final spot with 617 points. Indy is a place Newman has won before says they feel good about where they're at. Gives me a percentage of confidence to know that I'm capable. That doesn't mean that we are capable. and That doesn't mean that the other guys or some other guy is going to not be victorious and take away a spot. So we, um, we just have to go out and do our job, do our business as usual, and um, you know just do the best we possibly can, which we've done at this point, and it's got us in a playoff position. So I, I know that we need to change to be better, but we also need to not change too much to be worse. We want to win. We want to lock ourselves in. We want to worry about letting these other guys try to race their way in points-wise. But, um, you know, we, we're just going to go out and do the best job we possibly can. Yes, there's lots of different ways to look at the math of it. Um, you know, Scott Graves did a great job making some playoff points, uh, sorry, some stage points for us in the uh, race of Bristol. That made, you know, our day better. Um, and you got to look at those situations, too, when it comes to a place like this where um, you only get so many sets of tires and you might uh, you might need to stay out and maybe get a few points. Clint Boyer holds down the 15th position in the standings, just three points ahead of Newman and Suarez. And seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson is currently 18th and outside looking in. No, I mean, it's a story. I get it. I mean, and believe me, I want to keep my playoff streak alive and then I want to be a factor in the playoffs. So, um... I want to know what the outcome is, but it's not that I want to hurry up and get through it and have it go away. I mean, I, I want to race. I want to get out there and, and earn another victory and earn my way into these playoffs. Uh, that's what we're all here for. So, uh, you know, we're, we're my optimism, again, comes from I just know where this team is right now and I know where it's going. And unfortunately, we don't have any more time left, but we're, we're going to finish up the year strong. And that, that brings me a lot of excitement regardless of how the playoffs unfold. In his 18-year cup career, Johnson has yet to miss the playoffs. In fact, a 14th-place finish last year in the standings was his worst of his career. Thank you, Kyle. And speaking of Jimmy Johnson, over the weekend, our Woody Kane found his new crew chief, Cliff Daniels, in the garage, and the two discussed racing at the Brickyard, where Jimmy has won four times. Indianapolis, its own beast like no other track that we race at all year. So what are the particular challenges from a crew chief's perspective to make a car go fast there? Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, just raw speed that you have to have built into your car at Indy, especially for this package. Um, such a tall spoiler, such a, a large splitter from packages that we've had there in more recent years. Um, so that's where we really get to have fun relying on our, our aerodynamicists and our body guys to get the cars trimmed out. Just have a lot of re lot of raw speed built into them. Um, I know as the race plays out, handling and traffic gets pretty uh, critical. But uh, the more raw speed you have, the, the higher you get to qualify and the more you get to keep your track position. So that'll be the name of the game for us. Is there any other track that you can really take things away from that you can apply there, or is it its, its own beast? Yeah, there's a few. Um, obviously, always, you know, with the, the previous packages, 
you could always draw some uh, parallels between Pocono and Indy, um, Michigan as well, you know, more recently on, on the schedule for us. So uh, we're definitely going to dig into those notes and, and the way those cars, the, the bodies and, and everything are built there. Um, so, yeah. Are there any particular strategy elements there that are unique to Indy compared to some other tracks? Yeah, for sure. It's always interesting to see um, when guys get off sequence from the leaders, um, really just trying to play the track position game because you never know uh, when and how cautions are going to fall. Um, can't always bank on, on the run going long there. So uh, depending on where your track position is, I know we, the 48, the last couple of years, um, when we've lost track position, we're actually able to get it back just by being aggressive, being off sequence of the leaders, um, and then cautions fell our way. Uh, so, so there's always, you know, different ways to, to play the strategy. Um, typically, the Toyotas are really fast there, you know, and, and they kind of have a, a very linear strategy for keeping their track position and staying up front. So uh, a lot of it just depends on how you qualify, how your track position is, and see what plays out. At a track like that that was designed for open wheel cars, now you're going to try and make big old heavy stock cars go in there and turn and still have some speed. What kind of limits do you have on what you're able to do in terms of just the dynamics physically of the car? Yeah, previously, you know, with the other packages, there was always a higher concern of tire wear and, and just the, the lap time fall off than there is with this year's package. Um, typically, we've seen it at intermediate style tracks that are fast, you know, again, like Pocono and Michigan, there isn't a great deal of, of tire fall off, and I wouldn't expect there to be a great deal for Indy. Um, so there, you know, it's just going to be a, a really heavy importance on having the raw speed built into your car, again, with the body and everything trimmed out, um, play the track position game. And uh, handling in traffic is always going to be tough, so that's where you just got to stay cued in on what your driver needs and uh, make the right adjustments. One of the odd things about that place, and all the drivers always say, for some reason it's so hot there. I don't know if it's the way the air circulates or what it is, but they all talk about it. And we've seen guys fall out of the seat there before when they get out of the race afterward. What kinds of extra things do you do for driver comfort at a place like that? There's always, you know, some small things we do with just getting airflow inside the car with uh, his, his drink system. Um, his hydration routine. Uh, I will say I'm very fortunate that uh, we have Jimmy Johnson in our car because he's he's so good with his fitness program, staying uh, you know well nourished and hydrated. Um, so you know we do what we can to try to keep him comfortable, and uh, he's he does such a good job on his own uh, you know with his athletic performance that um, like I said we're we're glad to have him. <laughs> All right, Cliff. Thanks for your time and good luck at Indy. Thank you. That was Jimmy Johnson's crew chief Cliff Daniels and our Woody Kane. Coming up, Dylan Welch on 25 years of NASCAR racing at the Brickyard. And later, Richard Childress Racing's Xfinity driver, Tyler Reddick, joins us. I'm Matt Benedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry. On race day, you can save a ton of fuel by drafting in the pack, but you'll never win if you don't stay up on the wheel. It's like in the construction business. You can either keep up with the competition or leave them in the dust with the Procore Construction Management Platform. Whether you're a GC, specialty contractor, or owner, Procore's software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. To learn more, visit Procore.com. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are. So you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.A. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. We remember 25 years of NASCAR racing at the Brickyard next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Hey guys, it's Dylan Welch. He's Tyler Burnett. We're the co-hosts of the Rip the Fence podcast. If you like traditional non-wing dirt track racing, we've got the podcast for you. Shane Meal trying to drive away. I can't do everything, but I could do anything and everything I wanted before I got injured. So, Just like many of the great podcasts going, we invite racers in to talk and they tell us their life story. And it's how I feel that matters. It's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. Motor Racing Network presents Building Toward a Championship, presented by Procore. Sunday at Darlington, Eric Jones fended off the best in the sport to win the Southern 500. Jones says to win a championship, you have to beat the best, including any Joe Gibbs racing teammates. You know, it's just a tough series, right? You know, we're in the we're in the most challenging motorsports there are in the USA and Racing these guys every week is not an easy feat, and, and Kyle and my teammates are some of the best guys in the sport. Not only Kyle, but Denny, uh, Martin, they're tough to beat, and, and they have the same stuff I have, and you know, vice versa. I have the same stuff they have, but they have a, a wealth of experience on me. Building toward a championship is presented by Procore. Whether you're a GC, a specialty contractor, or an owner, Procore's construction management software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. No matter what you're building, Procore can help you finish ahead of the competition. We continue along on this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you're with us. And the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series will be with the fans and the folks at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's been a staple on the Cup Series schedule for 25 years. Names like Gordon, Jarrett, Earnhardt, Elliott, and others have all won one of NASCAR's crown jewel races there at the Brickyard. Dylan Welch calls Carmel, Indiana home which is just north of the Speedway in a suburb of Indianapolis. He's here to recall some of NASCAR's greatest memories in Indy. Can you believe it's already been 25 years of the Brickyard 400? Considered one of NASCAR's crown jewels, winning at Indy has always been special. The biggest baby of his career here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. A.J. Foyt was the first to ever turn laps in a stock car at Indy. It happened on September 24, 1991 when then-track president Tony George allowed Foyt, who was filming a commercial at the time, to make a few circuits. George himself even turned a few laps. In June of 1992, tens of thousands of spectators showed up at the two-and-a-half-mile oval to witness nine of the top Premier Series teams test with the hopes of one day running a race at the Brickyard. Bobby Labonte was among those who tested that day. Yeah, I was part of that, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, obviously hollow ground and, the yellow shirts were crazy because they didn't want us there, or they were. It was different for us and different for them. So it's not like they didn't want us there. It's just kind of different. So yeah, that was that was a fun test to be a part of. But Rusty Wallace will win his tenth race of the year. And I remember we went there and we lined all the cars up, and Coach Les Richter was there, and I went up to Coach and I said, Coach, this is kind of important to me because of Rogers Penske's heritage here and the victories he's had, and how important Indianapolis is to him. I would sure like to be the first guy to drive on that track. And he's like, well, everybody else wants to be the first guy to drive on the track. And I said, what are you going to do? He said, well, I think we need to look at this numerically. And I said, 
Okay, well, there's no number one. There was no number one there that day, I don't think. So he uh, he said, okay, I'm going to let you be in the track first. And so Earnhardt was lined up right behind me. I know it, it, he was mad. Earnhardt wanted to be the first guy. So, man, I'll never forget, we, we fired it up, and I drove the Miller Genuine Draft 2 car on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and I'm like, it's official. I'm the first stock car to ever set foot on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I was the first guy, so... I mean, there might be, are there some old, old races back in the day that somebody might have done it too? But in a modern history, I got to do that. It was really cool. And I remember coming through turn one or turn two, accelerating down the back straightaway. And I get all the way down into the back straightaway and I hear, and I'm hearing all this noise. I'm like, what is going on? And I look up and there's Earnhardt. He's driving as hard as he could. The tires are cold. He's never been around the racetrack in his life. And he's slipping and sliding everywhere. And I said, that, and it just hit me. I said, that son of a gun wants to be the first person to lead a lap at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So I raced him through turn three and four, and he beat me to the start-finish line. So he, when it was all done, we got out of the car, and he said, okay, you might be the first car to ever set foot on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but I was the first guy to lead a lap. <laughs> Mark Martin and his Roush Racing team was also in attendance. You know, it's like, I just, these cars... This racetrack, a rectangle, flat. I didn't like flat tracks. <laughs> and then, of course, we wreck. And I need my race cars. I don't need to be wrecking them. We were putting on a mock race, which there was no call to tear anything up. And more frustration. <laughs> on April 14, 1993, President of NASCAR Bill France Jr. announced the inaugural Brickyard 400 would take place on August 6, 1994. From NASCAR's standpoint and the drivers and corners and the sponsorship corp, corp, corporations that are involved with our NASCAR Winston Cup Series, we all look forward to coming to Indianapolis in 1994. But this is a great milestone, I think, in in the NASCAR Winston Cup and NASCAR history. And we look forward to many years to come. The inaugural Brickyard 400 was won by Jeff Gordon, as heard on the IMS radio network. Crowd roaring. They're on the feet to call the finish of the Brickyard 400. Here's Mike Joy. Brett Bodine closes in, but the youngest driver in the field shall lead them home. Jeff Gordon of Pittsburgh, Indiana, upholds the honor of the Hoosier State and wins the inaugural Brickyard 400. The Pittsburgh, Indiana native went on to win five Brickyard 400s. Jimmy Johnson has the second highest win total at Indy in the Cup Series, winning four Brickyard 400s. Other multi-time winners of the race include Dale Jarrett, who won it twice, and is also credited with beginning the tradition of kissing the bricks after his 1996 win. Indiana's native son, Tony Stewart, won it twice in 2005 and 2007. And Kyle Busch also has two brickyards. For 25 years, it's been a NASCAR tradition. And in 2019, the stakes are even higher as Indy marks the cutoff race for the Cup Series playoffs. Not only can drivers earn a berth into NASCAR's playoff in Indy, but they can etch their name with some of the very best to ever win one of NASCAR's crown jewels. Thank you, Dylan. And by the way, Dylan's going to be racing at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway himself over the weekend. He'll be competing in the BC39 USAC Midget Race in the infield of IMS. If you're in the area, be sure to check him out Wednesday and Thursday nights. Coming up, we'll hear from defending NASCAR Xfinity Series champion Tyler Reddick and tell you about our newest podcast series coming to MRN.com, 50 Years of the Motor Racing Network. 
School's back in session, and at AutoZone, we've got the free services you need to get your ride ready. Like our AutoZone Rewards Program. Members get a $20 reward every time they spend $20 or more five times. If you're looking to reward your ride, get a 50-pack of Pro Elite Grab and Clean Microfiber Towels for only $19.99. They help you clean and protect your vehicle to give it a shiny finish. Visit us at AutoZone.com to start the job fast. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions apply. Get in the AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic. Is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. NASCAR Xfinity Series point leader Tyler Reddick stops by next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Looking towards the weekend? Aren't Thursdays a drag? Hours too. Get your weekly dose of nitro-fueled NHRA talk every Thursday on the Straight Line, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is Ralph Shaheen. Join Doug Herbert and myself as we talk with the biggest names, both past and present, to ever stomp down on the loud pedal. Top fuel, funny car, pro stock, motorcycles, you name it, we talk about it. Don't miss the Straight Line, Thursdays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are heard. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Defending NASCAR Xfinity Series champion Tyler Reddick is driving for a different team in 2019. One year after winning Junior Motorsports Championship, Reddick leads the Xfinity Series points with Richard Childress racing. Over the weekend, Woody Kane had a chance to catch up with him. Well, let's start with the the drive toward the playoffs. We're almost there, and you guys are in pretty good position, and everybody's still talking about the big three. And last year, you were not that guy in the big three, but won the championship anyway. How do you think these last few weeks are shaping up? Uh, so far, so good. We've continued to show uh, you know, our strengths, and, and that's to overcome any kind of adversity, I feel like, uh, especially, especially on those weekends that we have the most things stacked against us. We're still able to overcome them. And, and have good finishes and put ourselves in contention to win races. So I feel like, excuse me, sorry. Um, I feel like when we get to those moments in the playoffs, that's where our, our true colors are really going to come and, and show. Uh, but also we've just we've had decent speed at all these racetracks, and that's made it easier for us to be consistent. Um, but we're working hard, and we're hoping we can break through and win here again shortly. Piling up those playoff points, as you know, is going to be critical. Are you of the mindset now that we got to get as many points as we can or just still go out and try and win every time? Obviously, that gives you the most points, but stages also give you some points to pad that playoff total. It does, and that's where Christopher's really put a hurting on uh, the rest of the Xfinity garage, I feel like, is he's done a, they, him and his team have done a great job of qualifying on the front row almost every weekend, it seems like. And from there, they've been able to really capitalize on the stage points, and I think he's racked up 13, 14 stage wins, so... That's where a lot of it's come from. You know, we've we've won three, four, I think. So 
that's where a lot of the gap is has has come from. I feel like obviously he has ten more points from winning two more races, uh, but definitely those stage points have uh, really came in and helped him uh, accumulate a little bit bigger gap between us and uh, Cole Custer. Is qualifying something that you'd really like to see a, a step forward for going down toward the end of the season, or is there anything else that you're thinking if we could just do this, it would really help us a lot? Yeah, I'd say, you know, ever since we went back to single car qualifying, that's been an area we've been needing to improve on. We've just uh, not been able to hit our, our qualifying offsets exactly the way we want to, and we'll hit the track um, more times than not, a little bit too loose, but we've been working on it to try and make that better, and we've made some progress. We've actually qualified better at the road courses than we have at places where we've, we've, we've had more speed uh, at ovals, so um, that's... That's hopeful. Uh, I think we're going to get closer, and uh, this weekend will be very important to qualify good. I feel like you can come back from 10th and win this race, um, but as the playoffs roll in, you're going to have to be able to qualify up front and get those easy stage points in the beginning of the race because, you know, if, if you go too many races without collecting stage points, uh, you, could, you could run second, third every race, and you'll still be losing massive amount of points to to the competition that's rcr's tyler reddick and woody Kane. we've told you throughout the show that mrn is getting set to debut our newest podcast series which will be released on september 17th the subject of the podcast series will be about us we're celebrating 50 years of nascar coverage motor racing network has been on the landscape since 1970 it was a vision of big bill france he wanted to promote nascar racing particularly at Daytona and Talladega. The MRN staff has been gathering sound from many of the voices and characters you've heard on the network over the years. Here's just a taste at what it will sound like. Founded in 1970, the Motor Racing Network was the brainchild of NASCAR founder, the late Bill France Sr. I want to join you in a warm and personal welcome to our friends and relatives listening to today's broadcast of the world's greatest stock car race, the Daytona 500. With help from broadcaster and NASCAR Hall of Famer, Ken Squire. This is Ken Squire inviting you to join us for the running of the world's greatest stock car race, the Daytona 500 miler. As Squire describes, the network's existence initially came about as a need to promote NASCAR, and it started with a vision. He understood that there was an audience here, and no one, I mean, think about television and how long it took them to catch on, uh, really got it. And he played it to the hilt. And that was of such importance because he wanted to build heroes. He wanted to build uh, an entire sport. And the son of a gun did it and, uh, and took great pleasure in the fact that we'd clear three or 400 radio stations. And he didn't care particularly if we cleared the big towns and the cities or the small communities, because he knew that the core of this thing was still folks from small towns. The Motor Racing Network presents the 12th annual Daytona 500 miler. The first Daytona 500 to hit the MRN airwaves was the 1970 edition, with Squire leading the team. At this time, we take pleasure in bringing to the microphone president of the Daytona International Speedway, Bill France Sr. Today's exciting events are being carried across the land and throughout the world by a network totaling nearly 300 radio stations, plus the American Forces Network. Today's broadcast is of special significance to Mrs. France and myself, as our son Jim is listening with some of his buddies at 1 o'clock in the morning, 
somewhere in Vietnam. It's 50 years of the Motor Racing Network, and Episode 1 will be available for download for free on MRN.com and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts on September 17th. Coming up, we'll wrap up the show with a history lesson from Susie Armstrong. Coming up is the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone, brought to you by AutoZone. When your check engine light comes on, your day can get a little complicated. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you get some answers and get you back on the road. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. G'day America, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right, Outback Delivery is here. Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home. It's here. Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback Delivery is here. Outback Steakhouse, Aussie rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply. Time now for the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone, brought to you by AutoZone. When your check engine light comes on, your day can get a little complicated. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you get some answers and get you back on the road. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. There is another podcast for you to check out. The latest episode of MRN Presents Jeff Gordon, The Colorful Career of the Rainbow Warrior, has just been released and you don't want to miss it. It's all about the great rivalries Gordon had on the track, and here's just a snippet of that episode. Still single file, one last chance for Earnhardt. Gordon holds low off four. Here's Earnhardt on the apron. Gordon moves low to block. They come to the trioval. Earnhardt will not be able to do anything with him. Jeff Gordon wins the Daytona 500 for a second time. But before I go any further, <laughs> um, I'd like to recognize the man who never, never let up on his efforts to win his eighth championship. Dale Earnhardt is a true competitor and a great champion. And at this time, I would like to offer a toast to the man, Dale. Great effort, man. Here's some milk. Gordon's gonna try to dive to the inside. He makes contact, gets rusty up out of the groove. Gordon goes by and goes into the lead. Here comes Gordon down to the checkered flag and Jeff Gordon is gonna win the Food City 500. I'm myself just tired of racing with him. I mean, everywhere I turned, he was in my way or passing me. He finally was just getting under my skin, but he was a big rival with me, no doubt about that. I, I was tired of racing with him. And then you know, when you look at probably 09, 2010, or, you know, you know, as we get later into the to our run and our success, you know, I think people can see there definitely was a change in our relationship, and, and it was really because of competition. And, and Jeff and I had some talks about it. Like, look, this isn't this isn't an easy situation for either of us, and and I knew then, and still still say so today. It was even harder for him, uh, but we kind of at one point along the way said, "Hey, look, you know this this is work. This is racing. It's going to be what it is. And when when we're done racing and hang our helmets up, you know everything's going to be just fine. But but for now, we've got to we've got to separate to a certain degree and uh, and, and just go race and, and worry about ourselves." 
You can listen to all the previous episodes of MRN Presents Jeff Gordon, The Colorful Career of the Rainbow Warrior, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. It's about time to wrap things up on another edition of NASCAR Live. But before we do, here's a look at this week in NASCAR history with Susie Armstrong. Thanks, Mike. Throwback Week continues as we return to 1979. The rising anti-disco movement inspires radio stations to ban the genre. And while fans were turning and burning their old disco albums and flared jeans, the Knack's new 80s sound took America by storm as their one-hit wonder, My Sharona, topped the charts. Fledgling Network ESPN debuted the concept of a 24-7 sports channel and wily veteran David Pearson showed him that he hadn't gone out of style, filling in for the injured Dale Earnhardt and driving the number two Rod Osterlin Chevy to victory in the Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. David Pearson coming down the front here, driving the Osterlin Monte Carlo under, and the checkered flag is out, and David Pearson, Martinburg, South Carolina, wins his third Southern 500, and what a... What a story. Dale Earnhardt suffered the broken bone in his shoulder. They called on Pearson to drive the car. He said, I'll be happy to. And now here at Darlington, South Carolina, he wins the 30th edition of the Southern 500. 1995, Tim McGraw is the listener's choice on country radio with I Like It, I Love It. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation dedicated their permanent home in Cleveland, Ohio, the Carolina Panthers were away from home for the franchise's first regular season game, losing to the Atlanta Falcons in overtime. And Jeff Gordon made himself right at home in Darlington Victory Lane, nabbing the win in the Mountain Dew Southern 500, the champs first of seven at the track. Too tough to take. Here comes Gordon off the corner. Now Earnhardt is off the corner. Wallace moves off the corner. All three setting up for the entrance into turn number three. Jeff Gordon is on his way for the checker. They'll deal with the lapped car of Terry Labonte in turn number four. Gordon comes back to the stripe. Win number six of the year and his first win at Darlington. 2006. American Idol's popularity propels Daniel Powder's single Bad Day to number one. Beloved crocodile hunter Steve Irwin dies tragically while scuba diving near the Great Barrier Reef. The National Football League turns a page as Roger Goodell takes command as commissioner. And Casey Kane took control of the action in Southern California, passing a fuel-starved Reed Sorensen with a lap and a half to go, winning the Sony HD 500 at Auto Club Speedway. Because you had a bad day. Sorensen is out of gas, and it sputtered and died on the back straightaway. The gamble will come up short. Reed Sorensen is out of fuel. Reed Sorensen's fuel cell comes up dry, and that hands the lead to Casey Kane. Off turn number four, Dodge will get its first win at the California Speedway. Checkered flag in the air, and the Sony HD 500 belongs to Casey Kane. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. We appreciate that. Time to get on out of here for this week, folks. We thank you for joining us. We'd like to thank also Eric Jones for stopping by. Also, our thanks to Kyle Larson, Cliff Daniels, Tyler Reddick, I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, we'll chat with you again right here next week on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires right on our string. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbert. 
The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. 